Jayadane, Israel Gutierrez, Justin Tinsley. The right to poke bears. I poke bears. <laughs> or the right to bear pokes. I don't know. Uh, smart or foolish from Dylan Brooks. And is tonight the night the Warriors dynasty ends? Let's go. Ooh, wee. Warriors are favored by six. Without Draymond Green, what is that? Yeah, you hear that, King? You hear that? That's going to be a good one. Maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess, what, what were you thinking? About? I don't care. He's old. I pulled bears. <laughs> um, I don't respect no one to come and give me 40. From the look that Dylan Brooks was rocking there to the content, I have to say, go directly to WWE. Do not go. Do not collect $200. Dylan Brooks and LeBron James got chatty at the end of the third. The game without Morant was the Xavier Tillman game, and the Grizzlies survived, and even the series. But first, the ruling on Dylan Brooks, talking like that to LeBron James around the horns of Bill Flasky. He not only poked the bear, he punched him in the face. And now, young fella, <laughs> you better run. You better run fast. LeBron is so sensitive about his age. He spends a million dollars a year trying to be ageless, and he is ageless. And he's, he's 7 for 14 against Dylan Brooks in this series. He's the dominated Brooks. And now, coming back to crypto, Dylan Brooks is going to be booed. LeBron's going to be not that he needs any motivation. He's going to be super motivated. It's not going to look good for Dylan Brooks. What, what's he doing? What's he thinking? Justin Tisley, are you shaking your head no? That, look, the irony here is he's talking about a guy who has more playoff points than anybody in the second most 40-point uh, playoff games in history. Now, Dylan Brooks' mindset is this. You can get mauled by a bear even if you don't poke it. So I might as well just go in and poke the bear and see what happens anyway. This is his role. This is his role. Like, so you stand by this. You this, support this yeah, maneuver no, I, from I, Dylan honestly, Brooks. Very I, I'm, I'm not mad at the approach. Now, it, it likely won't end well with him, but this is what he's creating. He, he, he invited LeBron to this series even before the Lakers made the playoffs. He, want, he can't change course now. He's got to fight on this loud. He's got to fight on this hill. And just, <laughs> it, it adds for another wrinkle in the series. Now, that Love wrinkle that may produce a 40. Po- yeah, so he's, he's got to fight on that loud. All right, Israel, where do you come down? You're on Flashky or Tinsley's side? The idea, you don't poke a bear or the bear's going to bear anyway. So what are you going to do? I'm with JT here. Look, there have been bear pokers in the league over the years. I mean, Ron Artest comes to mind. There have been plenty of guys who are so confident in what they do, they don't care who they're talking trash to. And if you're ever going to talk trash to LeBron James, now's the perfect time. Now's the best time than ever because he doesn't have the same powers that he did a few years ago. That's the only thing I'll disagree with Dylan Brooks there is when he said, I wanted to face that LeBron from early. No, you didn't, man. That LeBron would have made you look absolutely ridiculous. This LeBron can do that, but he can't do that over the course of an entire game. This isn't 2012 in Boston, so Dylan Brooks is going to get his opportunities to look like he won this battle of trash talk. But you are saying this is a Ron Artest move, and you endorse that from Dylan Brooks here on a show that scores the argument where we're more meta than world peace. Jay Adonde, how about you? LeBron should take the same approach he did later in the game when Dylan Brooks tried to stare him down, and he just ignored him. LeBron is trying to compete among the all-time greats, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbars, the Michael Jordans, in the hierarchy of the NBA all-time. He doesn't have time for these dalliances with, with the Dylan Brookses of the world. Philosophical question here. As a member of the Grizzlies, isn't Dylan Brooks the bear? 
We need to get back to embracing the team nicknames. The Grizzlies are the Bears in this discussion okay. here. You All right. I, I'm rewarding you the point. I didn't see our conversation going there. Flash, I'll give you a last word here. I've seen LeBron poke several times since he came to L.A., and every time he responds with a throwback game, 40 points, triple-double. He'll do yeah, something this I, I weekend. Think a lot of It'll be like ugly that, for the Grizzlies. My, my point here is that that bear is going to bear no matter what. But just be creative about it. Don't call him old, right? right? If you're going WWE, go the That's whole way. Give me a whole macho man, <laughs> the cream rises to the top. That was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. Or whatever, you know? You know, give me that. Don't just say he's old. That was like when good. he called Shannon Sharp a blogger. Now, that was funny. Oh, yeah. That was creative. There we go. All right. But, Ooh, but um, this series now. Who would you rather be in this series after we have the Xavier Tillman game, Justin Tinsley, to make it 1-1? Yeah, I, I would rather be the Lakers because they have the one thing they, they didn't really have throughout the season, and that's health. LeBron James and Anthony Davis will play better in game two, and we, we don't know the true extent to John Morant's uh, hand injury, and that, that's make or break for the Bill, game. Bill, the Grizzlies won a game without Morant. Who's got the hold of the series right now? I'll take the Lakers still. I know Anthony Davis had a terrible game. There's still a plus 23 when he's on the floor. I don't think the Grizzlies can figure him out over a seven-game series. The Lakers are still have him out. Adonde? Yeah, the Lakers got the split that they needed, and they played like it last night. And going forward, the aforementioned Xavier Tillman had 22 points, 13 boards last night. I think Anthony Davis is more likely to put up those type of numbers than Tillman throughout the duration Goodyear's. of the series. I did see enough of that Lakers offense where they were, especially late in the game, trying too hard to look for Anthony Davis. It seemed like it stalled things, and he still didn't get going because that Grizzlies defense was doing a good job fronting and, and recovering. And so I do think they do, can do a pretty good job of, of Anthony Davis. The thing is that they need the support players to loosen that up. Nobody and that means on yesterday's so maybe panel LeBron wants to go picked off. Memphis winning that Morantless game. I'll give you mutes on that regard. And notice something Plashke said. I'm still with the Lakers. Bill! You buried the Lakers after they barely won the play-in game. So you no, I said they're not, a, they're not a championship team, and I'll stand by that. But I'm with them this series. I'm with them this series. We'll move on. Bucks crushing the heat without Giannis last night. Nobody on yesterday's panel had them winning like that. Some had them winning, though. They scored 138, even the series. Pretty much everyone had double digits. So, Justin, I want you to weigh in when, you, when you're up here with – you give everybody a game in the 2-1-1, but Israel, the start, is all back-to-back -back good again with the Bucks. It depends on Giannis's back. I mean, because if he sits out two more games or if he sits out the rest of the series, it's not going to be great for Milwaukee because they probably can't duplicate that type of shooting. But this is the reason the Miami Heat are an eight seed, because they've been inconsistent all season long. Their defense, while it has been good for good portions of the season, can give you one like that in a game and allow so many three-pointers. And the Bucks have that capability. If, you know, in that game, they were basically giving it to Brooke Lopez at the rim or shooting down, uh, shooting three-pointers, you know, at a record pace there. And while they can't replicate that. I've seen enough games from the Miami Heat that they give up those types of games at home. So if Giannis is going to play, then you definitely put the big favorite tag right back All on All back place. to being good for Milwaukee, Jay? Well, we don't know it. And so, therefore, we don't know about Giannis. Therefore, we don't really know about the duration of this series. I'd be a little alarmed if I'm the Bucks that it did take the uh, greatest three-point shooting performance in franchise history in the playoffs to get this W against the Heat. Did it really take it? I mean, they minutes. had it, but they wound up winning by yeah, but, but They could but, have missed well, five more. Maybe, maybe it didn't take it, but, but it happened here. Yeah. And, again, that's not something that they're likely to repeat. You almost wish they would have saved a couple after they had the record. Save some for later in the oh. series. You're going to 
need him. But there's so much variance in the NBA now because so many teams are shooting three-pointers, so many three-pointers, and it's going to go back and forth per game that it's really hard to predict what's going to happen in the flow of the game. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry. It's hard to predict these things, Jay. That, that's the business you've chosen, Bill Flashy. How about you? I'll predict something, J.A. Milwaukee's going to win this series. It's not over yet, but they will win this series. They have to be so empowered. Six players scored 15 points or more. That ties an NBA record for the postseason. They scored the most points they've scored in forty in a postseason game in 45 years without Giannis. They can win. They can beat the Heat without Giannis. Moving forward, I'm not sure, but they can win this series. All right now, Dr. Tinsley, your 2-1-1 method. While your methodology may be unconventional, I do believe in it. Mm-hmm. Who did you give the game to last night if everybody scored 15? That's actually tough. It tested the limits of the 2-1-1 mm, theory. Yeah. I'm, it, Ooh, and I'm, yeah. I still don't know the answer just yet. Get back to me on that. But here's what, here's what I liked about Milwaukee. Yes, the threes, they were raining in. But in game one, they were beating tr- transition 17-4. to four. In game two, they beat Miami 30-16. to yeah. 16. And I think that's a lot more transferable over the course of a series than you know, raining threes like that. So... That's what most impressed me about Milwaukee. And I think they're going to play a lot better defensively once they get to Miami. And so I think we will see uh, uh, Milwaukee win this in five or six games. One last word. Yeah, Miami prepared for to defend a team with Giannis. Without Giannis, that team got really hot. But even in Game 1, this just goes to show you the inconsistency of the Heat. Game 1, that 130 points, that's the most playoff points I've ever scored. And, and they shot the lights out. And that's just not what they've done this year, is score big and shoot well from three. So you just don't know what you're going to get. I'm going to trust the team that's been more consistent all season long, assuming, of course, Giannis comes back. Hockey now and the headline of the night, the Bruins losing. Game two to the Florida Panthers. They were never really rolling in this one. They only lost 12 games all season. They lose the second game of the postseason at home 6-3. J.A., hiccup or concerning? I'd be actually happy that maybe home ice doesn't matter so much in the NHL playoffs. We've all seen it before because they just lost home ice advantage after the greatest regular season in NHL history that secured the home ice advantage for them. I'd also be concerned that they got caught up in sort of that old NHL standby. If things aren't going your way, it's a blowout loss, then, you know, mix it, rough it up a little bit. Don't get caught up in that stuff. Somebody can get hurt. Something can go wrong. Some get an extended penalty or something like that. Game misconduct. So they looked very ordinary for a team that had been extraordinary all regular season. Pedro Gutierrez? But it was a strange third period there. Like, the, the Panthers took the lead on four-on-four play. The uh, Boston missed a couple of shots that just seemed like they normally put in the back of the net. And so, if I'm the Panthers, yeah, I'm feeling confident I took one from there. But if I'm Boston, I'm just like, all right, let's not overreact to that. I mean, this is also a Florida Panthers team that was red hot to, toward the end of the season mm. to nab that mm. wild card position. And going from last year to this year, just a ton of changes that they made and getting Matthew Kachuk are a team that's supposed to be more playoff ready. Supposed to be a team that can perform in the playoff even more so than last year's team that won the president's trophy. And so, yeah, I think there's reason to be concerned. It's a concerning hiccup like the ones that last, you know, half an hour or so. Which feels like <laughs> half, you have hiccups that last not half an hour? That's, that's not concerning. That's worse than that. So. All right. Concerning hiccup. Tinsley, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to overreact just yet. Even all-time great teams have duds every now and then. Look, this is the fifth time all season they've lost by three goals. They've won the next game in the previous four instances. So if they lose game three, then yes, it will be cause for concern because then the conversation is going to shift to 
the last seven President's Trophy winners, they've gone home in the first or second round. So okay. they better win game three. Ed Vilflashke. I am going to overreact. The one thing the Bruins have done better than anybody else this year, one of many things, is the third period. A 50 plus 54 goal differential in the third period. They give up four unanswered goals in the third period. Mm-hmm. They hit the Bruins where the Bruins thought they were invincible. I think it's got to make them think. Mm-hmm. All right. Another concerning hiccup. Ones that last 30 minutes. 30 minutes! 30 I just minutes. looked it up while you guys were talking. I was listening to you, but I was also looking it up. The record for longest hiccups. Anyone? I want to guess? 68 years! What? Wow. What? There's a Simpsons joke here that I'm not going to use because it's a little bit of poor taste, but wow. We'll be back by ourselves. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. Max Scherzer saying he wasn't using sticky stuff. I'd have to be an absolute idiot to do, try to do anything when I'm coming back out for the fourth. I swear on my kid's life, I'm not using anything else. When you use sweat and rosin, your hand is sticky. But I don't get how I get ejected when I'm, when I'm in front of MLB officials doing exactly, exactly what you want and being deemed my hand's too sticky when I'm using legal substance. Umpires checked him, and he passed. And then they checked him again the next inning, and that's when the ejection came. So Scherzer says rosin, sweat, sticky stuff, swearing on his kids. A lot was there. Bill, you went in hard on Max Scherzer today in the LA Times. I would never ask how much of that is him being an ex-Dodger, except that you wrote it directly. So what is this specifically? Yes, I mean, I was there, and it was a a real sticky situation. And it was – they gave him three chances, three chances to to clean up his hands, to wash his hands. And every time he came back, the stuff was still on there. And finally, the umpire, Dan Bellino, said it was was the stickiest substance he'd felt in three years since they were monitoring this. He said it was almost like super glue, and it couldn't. It was, it was still in the umpire's hands three or four innings later. So that when Max talks about he had to be an idiot, the idiots would be, have to be the umpire for not throwing him out. They had to throw him out, and they got to suspend him. Your column that he is a cheat or cheating the Dodgers again—that's in reference to this incident. But then, with the Dodgers not pitching in the playoffs because he was 
injured? In 2021. That's not cheating. He, he tapped was injured. out of game six. Tapped out. No, he wasn't injured. He, ta- he tapped out of game six with a tired arm. That's something the Dodgers will never forget or forgive. Okay. That's not, I mean, uh, go ahead, Jay Adon. I'm going to address that in a second. I don't think he was using an illegal substance, but when they alerted him that, that this wasn't working, this mixture of rosin and sweat, he didn't do a sufficient job to clean it up. So that's on him. When they're telling you you got to do something, but you know what's on the up part? He kind of forcefully slammed the glove back in his chest. Did you see that? Israel. That's on the ups. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about uh, swearing on your kids' lives that makes me think there's something believable there. But what I do believe is that he misused rosin, and that is still a way that you can get kicked out, that you can get uh, suspended for afterward. And so uh, I believe he was honest in what he was using, but how he was using it maybe was trying to get away with it. Yeah, if you bring your kids into it, I hope you're being solid on what your truth is. But if the umps are saying that innings later, their hands are still sticky, I, they were putting it between a rock and a hard place, man. They had to do what they had to do. All right. and, so, Bill, you don't see a difference between a tire arm and quitting on a team, as you said? I mean, if the, if the arm is dead and he Friday, worked too just, hard for six months and it, he made his finish line, that's it. Is that That's not quitting. It was just a general feeling from Dodger fans that this guy is no good and this guy let them down. And from Dodgers see, fans. See him, to see him get in trouble. I like that. Like he cheated, he cheated the Dodgers now, he cheated baseball, allegedly cheated baseball. People All right, Bill. Very, I, I hear what you're saying. It's not exactly landing here. Oh, Fire sell two. Warriors hosting the Kings in the Draymond Less Game 3. Could tonight be the end of the Warriors dynasty? I think you all think it's a must win, but I'm going to ask you that. And I'm also looking at the line here. Warriors are favored by six, J.A. Should the Warriors be favored? No, I think the odds makers are doing the same thing that everyone's done all year is giving them the benefit of the doubt, like, oh, it's the Warriors. These are not the same Warriors as we've seen, and particularly when it comes to their ability to win on the road. We've seen that the NBA has not decided that things are going to be the same with the way it handles Draymond Green's antics. Also, the way uh, Steve, Steve Kerr and Bob Myers were talking yesterday, they don't seem like things are the same of putting up with Draymond's antics themselves. Israel Gutierrez? I mean, the Bucks just hit, what, 25 threes without Giannis and won uh, easily. So I do believe that it's possible, and I do believe betters believe that it's possible that the Warriors can win at home. They've been great at home all season without Draymond Green. I think it's definitely a test of Draymond's leadership ability. Like, if this doesn't work, if they don't come back 2-1, then he's going to come back and basically be, like, just going to cut him off. Like, he's not going to be able to say anything because it's not going to have worked. Like, this one was a huge failure for him. The Warriors are plus 14 when Curry's on the floor, negative 25 when he's off it. So expect him to play as many seconds and minutes as he can tonight. This is more than a must win. This is more than the series on the line. This is the entire fabric of the Warriors as we know them on the line tonight. If they lose tonight, it's over. That's it. That's what I wanted to know. This is Could tonight be the end of the dynasty? And Justin, you're saying if they lose, it's over. Plashke? Yeah. How about you? This is not a must win. This is a will win. They will win. The Kings haven't experienced playoff basketball in the world before. The physicality, the officials, the fans, it'll be all new to the Kings. Remember, a series doesn't start until when? Until the home team loses. Home team. The series hasn't started yet. Well, I'm glad you at least brought up the word Kings in that discussion, Blasky. Here's the point. Because no one else did, and it doesn't... I heard the same thing. Oh, the Kings haven't been in the playoffs. How can they win game one? Well, they won. How can they win game two? Well, they won. Now they're six-point underdogs. Mm. There will be no cowbells in the arena. Warriors saying no cowbells allowed in the arena. Did you see what? <laughs> that was in Sacramento. It's gonna home. be a different place when they leave me at home. Take it.
All right, Plasky. And Adande. Front row seat for Gutierrez Tinsley showdown. Next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. How the Hurricanes beat the Islanders last night, or how the Islanders lost the Hurricanes, was a very intriguing call here. Did the reps miss a high sticky, or is it a high stick when another stick hits your stick pretty high to make it go higher and hit yourself? Israel, make a ruling here on high stick or no high stick in this game. Mm. Tony, I know you love these cross-sport uh, discussions here, but if I'm playing basketball and I take my defender's hand and hit my, hand, hit my head with it, it is not a foul. So when you pick up somebody else's stick and it hits you in the face, oh, it's not no, high sticking. No. It's pretty obvious. Let, let me tell you, I know hockey players are tough, but if I get hit in the face with a stick and you don't call it, there will be furniture moving later on that evening. You better call that. That's a hockey stick to the face. It's not just a hockey stick. It's his hockey stick, though, Justin. I think you won. I think for the moment you won me over here, uh, Israel. Point there. Showdown two. Aaron Judge robbing Shohei Otani of a home run yesterday. So this was this year. He also did it last year. He also edged Otani for MVP last year. Judge getting the best of Otani frequently here. Is that a big deal? Just, uh, just to make a ruling on this. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I think it's cold that he robbed him at the top of the inning, and then he hit a home run at the bottom of the inning. Like, that's not a crossover in basketball, but it is a chef's kiss moment, and if baseball was smart, they would hype that type of stuff up. Israel? You got there late, but I'm thank goodness you said make a ruling on this Aaron Judge uh, clip, just like the previous one. But yeah, I mean, look, two of the biggest stars being each other's rivals every once in a while, even if it's just robbing home runs, it's fun, you know? I like it. Another ruling. Here comes the FaceTime, Israel Gutierrez. All right. So, a few days ago, Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies won Defensive Player of the Year. I thought, well-deserved. But then a day later, The Athletic put out an anonymous players poll, and they asked who the best defensive players in the league were. And at the top was Drew Holiday. Number two was Lou Dort, by the way. Jaron Jackson was somewhere in the middle. Now, say what you will about other players maybe saying Jaron gets in foul trouble too much or doesn't play in enough games because he was injured. I think it's just something to think about when you talk about Defensive Player of the Year and how to think about that. I've been watching the beginning of this Miami Heat series, and whenever Jimmy Butler has 
the ball and Drew Holiday is on him, he does not want to take that ball up court. He is giving it up. And so Drew Holiday is a nightmare for teams to game plan against. And I think some of those statistics maybe sort of slip through the cracks. Definitely should be more deserving for Depoy consideration down the road. Mm -hmm. People's DPOY. Personal note, oh. I'm off tomorrow for my sister Christina's wedding. I love you, Chrissy and Javier. Congratulations. And El Duncan will be here. Nuptials.